The following is a Mission Studios podcast. This is the missionary position, and we are... Off-color. Politically incorrect. Abrasive. Offensive. Insensitive. Obnoxious. And sometimes stuck in the fuck you mode. Yeah, so um, Mother's Day happened recently, <laughs> and um, just just before Mother's Day was another, I, I guess, kind of a big date for me. Um, in on May 9th, two thousand two, my dad died from pancreatic cancer at the age of fifty eight. Mm-hmm. So every May ninth, it it's a, a day that. Um, it carries with it a bit of a sting because mm-hmm. it, it, I, I don't know why. It, it's not like I anticipate like um, acknowledging that day. It just sort of sneaks up on me and I end up in this shitty emotional place for for most of that day. The, the days before, the days immediately after are um, days of reflection where I think about my dad. I think about the times we had together. Mm-hmm. Um it's unfortunate that I feel like the time was cut sort of short, but I mean, that date, it, it carries with it a lot of, um, I guess a, a lot of the past, a lot of reminders of the past mm-hmm. mother's day. That's a bit of a different kind of reminder date for me. Cause it reminds me what a fucking useless bitch my mother is. And, uh, there's a lot of shit that goes along with that, that I don't necessarily want to get into cause fuck her. She doesn't deserve to get famous off of our show. Right. We don't even get famous off of our show. <laughs> but, you know, it, it sort of got me to thinking, I mean, this isn't just a, a pity party where, hey, my dad's dead and my mom is dead to me. It, it was more a case of just thinking, like, I, I think most people probably have either dates or situations or sights or smells or songs or whatever that sort mm-hmm. of, like, whisk them off to, like, a different time, a different place. Yep. And... um I, I didn't. I don't know if we're really properly equipped to deal with the whys of those situations. I just thought it'd be fun to talk about a couple of the what's. Well, we're we're as as qualified as anybody else is. We've dealt with them. But you know, like I don't know. Sometimes, like even like I was I was listening to. A, you ever like listen to the music you like so much that it's almost like you. It's not like you're bored with it or you don't like it, but it just you're so in need of something new and fresh that you'll listen to some like what you would normally consider to be shitty music just because you need a, a bit of a change. <laughs> yep. I mean, they're not making any more classic rock so much as I'm concerned. Right. And um, sometimes I just need to, to mix things up. So I, I downloaded this um, mix completely legally, of course, not from a torrent site. Um, it was one of those VA collection of like nineties hits or some bullshit What's like that. What's a VA collection? It just, I don't know what the fuck it is. Like that was the title of the VA. Oh, okay. I didn't research it because I didn't fucking care. You're missing the goddamn point. <laughs> I'm trying to emote and share with you here. You're trampling on my emotions. <laughs> oh, take your pants off and I'll see your true emotions. Pants? <laughs> I thought this, that's this Oh, pod- sorry, that's hair. Never mind. <laughs> this podcast is clothing optional, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I didn't realize that was your woven hair leg. Leg hair. <laughs> I shave one leg so I've got something smooth to touch while I'm 
Yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I downloaded this fucking collection of 90s hits. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, most of them were fucking terrible. But because, like, I, I guess most of my memorable stupid moments happened in the 90s because I'm of that age group. Mm-hmm. A lot of these songs, they, they, they sort of sparked, like, all these weird little memories. And it, in, in a way, it was kind of fun um, being surprised by where these different songs were going to take me because I really had no way to anticipate it. Right. Because uh, you didn't know what song was coming up next kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you don't realize, like, how much these triggers are sort of, like, woven into your subconscious sometimes. Mm-hmm. So and what one triggered you the most? <laughs> I don't know. It was just, it, it was sort of like this weird association. It wasn't even like a, the first one that got me, just to ignore your question completely here. <laughs> the, the the first one that got me was, um, I can't remember who the fuck did it. It was that song, Runaway Train. Okay. Um, my, my sister used to work in this barber shop with this crazy old Italian guy. And back when that song was new and it would come on the radio, that was sort of like, their song for whatever reason they both sit there getting all fucking misty eyed <laughs> thinking about the video they went with that song because I think it had like all these different pictures of like missing children or some bullshit and they're both like well what if that was my kid <laughs> and <laughs> I was thinking not of the video and not I guess of the intended purpose of the song I was just thinking about like what douche canoes they were in reacting to it <laughs> from my perspective at that time like bitches and um, <laughs> there is a, a, a Pearl Jam song that came on, and it reminded me of feeling up my friend Miranda, <laughs> who I had the biggest crush on for the longest time. And th- this was the one that affected me the most because I thought she was just like the hottest thing on two legs with thick ankles. And she was not interested in me in the least. And then one night we got like fucking hammered drunk and she came up and she's like you want to make out with me don't you and i'm like yeah kind of and she sat in my lap and i thought she was just being a cock tease because she was like really really well known for being a cock tease and i just figured okay it's my turn for her to whatever and i thought she was gonna just like sit in my lap grind a little bit maybe like lean in for a kiss and then just pull her normal like bait and switch bullshit fuck you routine but we ended up making out. I had my hands up her shirt. The boobs did not disappoint. Nice. I'm a big fan of Miranda's boobs. I don't know what they look like these days now that they're 40-something, but mm-hmm. back then, they were in exactly the right place in my hands. Hmm. And, uh, it, yeah, I, I guess uh, I like remembering boobs. So, Miranda, if you're out there, again, at the end of the show, all the addresses and everything are there, so make sure you listen and send a recent pic so he knows. <laughs> I don't know, like, you had any of these kinds of experiences that, um, that you want to share anyways? Not not with music. Okay. Um, well, actually, no, that's not true. There's, you know, songs from when my kids were small. Hmm. Um, my son and my song is Just the Two of Us by Will Smith. Okay. And it's always been really emotional, and it started off, uh, one time the kids were playing games, and whenever them lost, whenever one of them lost a game, they had to run around the table and come back while the other person's playing, and that's just something they did. Okay. And uh, Dylan lost, and he got a little bit pissy, <laughs> and then 
I saw he was pissy, but I didn't want to ruin my other kid's turn. And uh, so he lost, got a little bit pissy, started to run around the table. And instead of letting him pass, he jumped in my arms. And as soon as he jumped in my arms, the song came on, so I started dancing with him. And I guess the emotion overwhelmed him, and he started crying. And then knowing that he was crying, I started to. And we just had a small little dance there to Will Smith's Just the Two of Us, and that became our go-to song. Okay. It was fantastic. Um, but there's also, like when I do woodworking and such, Yeah. my favorite person in the world is my grandpa. Whew. Phenomenal man. Up until 2015, the only man I ever got emotional about. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm a woodworker now because of him. Right. And I will, well, when I had space where I could woodwork, <laughs> I would go in there and start working on shit. And I found some old, old uh, wood one time and I just started whittling. And the smells that came up from the wood and the actions I was doing planing it. Right. In the corner of my eye, well, at first I started getting motion and that, that smell, you know, the woodworking smell shop, that kind of stuff, different kinds of woods, that kind of stuff, started permeating and I had a memory of being in my grandpa's big shop. And then in the corner of my eye, I thought I saw my grandpa watching me. Oh, that's cool. Whew. This ties in very strongly with my belief about energy and that kind of stuff because one time I actually, like, believe I saw him the day he died. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but because he was the most important man in my life, well, still is the most important man in my life, now anytime I'm woodworking and such, I consciously now bring this stuff into my memory about him doing shit and watching him do it and... And I guess almost bring myself back together with him again. Yeah. So, yeah, this kind of stuff does hit me, too. <laughs> yeah, it's... It, it's just I, so awkward because I'm not used to f- to be, like, really emotional. So it sucks when you have a great memory and it causes that salty discharge to come out of your eyes. <clears throat> but, yeah, it's... I don't know... It, I mean, some, sometimes it's silly, sometimes it's funny, sometimes mm-hmm. it's a little horny, and, and and sometimes it just it's really powerful, like with you and your and your grandpa. Because mm-hmm. I mean, like, there's a lot of things that we that we lose to the past, right? right? It, things that they're they're not in our conscious memory all the time. I mean, some of them are, mm-hmm. but we sort of pack them away somewhere. They get lost in the shuffle of everyday bullshit, and when we have these unexpected triggers that bring these things to the forefront of our mind. It, it, it just reminds us that like these things aren't lost to the past. You know, the, the experiences that we think we've forgotten, they're not really forgotten. Right. They're actually very clear in our storage banks or however the fuck you want to look at mm-hmm. it. Even the, the, the people that we've lost yep. either through circumstance or through death. Well, you know what? It even models it, things Sorry. Go ahead. Well, no, all I was going to say is, is 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 that in in a way the, these people are still very much alive and very much a part of us, mm-hmm. and I, I think it's good to uh, 
have these reminders of that fact once in a while. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's even amazing how they how they resonate through us, and we don't even realize it. Right. Um, so I carry a trait of my grandfather's that I didn't know, I, and I didn't remember until the other day when I hugged my son. Mm-hmm. So I like to keep my beard as a five o'clock shadow most of the time. Like I'll go on the lowest set of trimmers. I won't go clean, but I'll go on the lowest set of trimmers. And I've got a pretty soft beard, so it's hard to get bristly, but it does just for like a day and a half. Okay. And uh, brought it down a few weeks ago, and it came downstairs, and my boy had got up, and I gave him a hug, and I rubbed my face against him. And he said, oh, my God, not that again. And so I did it more. And if you got the silly laugh going on, remembering childhood, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But and at that moment, I remembered my grandpa did the same thing to me. <laughs> he used to keep his beard how I keep mine. Okay. And when he when I would come running in the house from not seeing him for like four or five days, I'd come up the stairs. And nine times out of ten, he was in the kitchen if he wasn't in the shop. So I would look in his, in his shop. And if he's not there, I know where he is. So I run in and I run up into the kitchen. And 90% of the time, he was there. Unless he was going to the bathroom. Because <laughs> that's where he always sat and he played his cards and, and um, um, solitaire, that kind of stuff. Okay. And he got up and he would grab me and lift me up. Because I was still a young guy at this time. And he would rub his face against my not bearded yet face. And I would get this like red mark on his face. And it would tickle, but it would hurt. It was so funny. And then after he died, of course, I forgot all about it. Mm-hmm. Until I did it to my boy the other day, well, a couple weeks ago. And it's amazing, because I got this, obviously I got the like for the shape of my beard, yeah. or, or the, the length of my beard, from him, because that's what he always did. So it's obviously something that was, I kept subconsciously. Do you know what I mean? It, it's it's kind of cool in a way, because I mean, like your, your kids end up experiencing your grandpa yeah. without really spending actual time with him, right? Right. Yeah, it's kind of like my grandpa saying hi. <laughs> it's kind of awesome. No, that's neat. But, you know, I think I think through experience with our deceased and past family members, a lot we carry a lot of this stuff forward with us. And we can share this stuff. So I started paying more attention to what I do mm-hmm. and remembering where it came from. You know, there's, of course, there's things in my childhood that I wouldn't do to my kids. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think the same goes. Lighter at the back of, of the head, that kind of stuff. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, when I was really small, before my sister came along, there was some pretty cool shit, and you know, I tried to do it, and yeah, just how this stuff passes up generation generationally, not not through birth, but through experience. Well, I, I guess e- even some of this stuff, like, I mean, there's the unintentional triggers, right? Like we we get these like like sight sounds, smells, yeah dates whatever the fuck but i mean I, I guess we can sort of like intentionally not trigger ourselves in a bad day but trigger these memories trigger these experiences through uh, conscious decision like when you become a parent i mean there's a fucking perfect example of that mm-hmm. it's like you look at your kid and it's like okay i know i'm gonna fuck you up but I'm not going to fuck you up in the same way I was fucked up because I'm going to take a walk down memory lane <laughs> and think about all the shit that was done to me. And, you know, you sort of make that solemn promise. Like, you, you look at your kid and it's like, I am going to promise you that you are not going to deal with the shit I had to fucking deal with. Mm-hmm. I mean, they'll 
probably tell their kids the same fucking thing thinking about us. But, um, you know, I, I guess uh, things things that are important, I mean, that that's another one of those things that I guess either directly or indirectly triggers this fucking walk down memory lane. I, mm-hmm. I don't know, even just this conversation is sort of like bringing up just like this mosaic of shit from my past good bad and in between some of the just like completely insignificant stuff that would mean nothing to anybody else that's right but it means the world to us like, but i mean that's one of those things i mean i'd like, like to encourage like every, anybody who might be listening you know like if you if you have stories you want to share like or perspective from your own like fucking, yeah put it out there we want to hear it email us or put it on our fan page or whatever yeah yeah yeah, and, and even even passing it further down the line, like my boy does say, you know, well, I'm going to do that to my kids. <laughs> well, you know what? Now that's third generation. Yeah. That's cool. So who knows how far it's going to go? Maybe his kid will hate it and say, "Fuck that! I never do that to my kids." <laughs> but hey, who knows? Okay. Well, I I don't know how comfortable you feel about what I'm going to suggest, but I think like just to to cap off this sort of impromptu segment on walking down memory lane. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to pay a tribute to my dad. Mm-hmm. And uh, just in a simple way, just by saying his name, Carlos Bergen, you are missed. And uh, I don't know if you want to say anything about your grandpa. but Well, yeah, grandpa, you're missed. <laughs> <laughs> Wants to make a per episode donation? Visit www.patreon.com slash missionary Why the fuck are people so shitty? Um, my guess is because they can be. Yeah, but that kind of sucks. Well, I guess really sort of opens up the the whole thing to that argument that just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right. And, but, you know, I'm 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 starting to believe more in your philosophy that like people try to be nice, but I'm still stuck on people being shitty. I see it all over the place. People bumping into people, people that are bigger than other people, pushing their way through things, stores, just being ignorant. The way people dress in fucking Walmart. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just just like you're sort of like seeing things a little bit my way, but you're still leaning more towards your way. I'm starting to see things a bit your way, but still leaning towards my way. Fair enough. Because just, like, I, I think that most people not only are trying to be decent, and I think much of the time probably are decent, I'm almost, like, wondering if, like, maybe they're not de- being decent just for the sake of decency. They're being decent because they want to be seen being decent. Right. The mask so, that we talked about a couple episodes back. So, I mean, whether you're being a good person or a bad person at least on an image level mm-hmm. at the end of the day maybe it is just self-serving bullshit that all has to do with uh, either maintaining or creating some fucking image that you want everybody else to accept yeah walking around with a facade on yeah yeah you know even even to the extreme like okay so once in a while i'm one of those people when i drive my bread i like to park away from other people Mm-hmm. And once in a while, I might take two spots and park on a weird fucking angle. You're that dick? Once in a while I am. I'm not always, but once in a while I do. 
And, like, I park deliberately way away from other people, like, in a totally different parking lot, for instance, at the Superstore. Oh, like, by, like, the near-to-well parking far away from the store. Right. So I'm not interfering with anybody else's way to park. And some fucking asshole will, for no reason, park, like, right behind me in a position oh, where geez, I can't get out. That makes me fucking mental. And I'm just doing it because, though my car's, you know, the paint's peeling and shit, I don't want any more damage already done to my car than is already there. Because I do plan on restoring it, so I don't want to have more work to fucking do. Fair enough. So people feel they have the right to fucking block me in? Or run carts into my car? No, just to teach you a lesson for parking the way you park? I caught some dick pushing his car into the back end of my Beretta when it was parked that way once. And I wasn't even going to the store. I was just stopping because I was hot, so I got out and parked the car for a couple seconds, turned it off, and started walking around the parking lot. (laughs) And this fucking guy comes from the other side of the parking lot with a cart and runs and pushes the cart towards my car, and it smokes right into the back part of my car, the back bumper. That's kind of dickish. Yeah, so, well, you know me, so you know what I did, but... (laughs) Yes, you had a calm, courteous, completely legal conversation with him and did not inflict any bodily harm or make any threats or you're just staring at me. Yeah, I'm just waiting for you to finish because you're absolutely correct. (laughs) (laughs) So that guy was bruised and bleeding and unconscious when you you found him? He was unconscious. Okay. Yeah, just like the hookers in my trunk. They were dead when I found them. But when he he fell down, I ran over him with the same fucking card he pushed into my Brita. Well, obviously he liked the whole cart exchange, so maybe that's just the way things go. Yeah, he had a bigger ass than my bread did, so I imagine he could absorb the bump a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> but why do people feel they have to be this way? Well, let's just do what we always do. Let's take from personal experience. Okay, people are shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't mean experience with other people. I mean experience with our ourselves. If we're going to be honest and reflect on our own motivations... I know sometimes I am intentionally shitty. Mm-hmm. I know sometimes you are intentionally shitty. Not me. No, you're, you're just so perfect. Yep. You got those big brown eyes. Yeah. I'm full of shit. <laughs> 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 but yeah, sometimes I am. Absolutely. No, I think we all like just sometimes the mood hits us and just like sometimes it's like, hey, I feel like being good today. Sometimes I feel like, fuck you. Most times I keep my mouth shut because I feel like being shitty. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't know, like if, like for me, if I'm going to give myself, I don't know, I don't like to say give myself permission or give myself license, but if if I don't put the brakes on my shitty tendencies, it's usually because I've had it up to my ass with dealing with fucking idiots, mm-hmm. or I'm tired and cr- or hungry or cranky or just some other fucking, some personal shit that I have decided is the rest of the world's problem. Or we're together. <laughs> Yeah, we That's do have a, a weird lot way of, of tendency when we're together. Yeah, we, we wind each other shit. up just a little bit. <laughs> so it's your fault. Okay, I'm good with that. <laughs> no, I mean sometimes it's just shit going on that has nothing to do with the person who ends up being the my I don't know I guess my target. Mm-hmm. They just happen to be in the way of my own fucking shitty headspace, and I just decide. You know what? You don't mean enough to me to pretend to hold myself back. Mm-hmm. And because I've got nothing emotionally invested in you, fuck you. You're a perfect plaything for me at this point. Right. And, you know, and I wouldn't mind so much if people were shitty if they didn't wear that facade we spoke about earlier. You know, people play the game, and, and that's where our differences are. You, for the most part, 
believe people are, are good natured. I, for the most part, believe people just wear that facade. And if you're going to be shitty, there's, I personally don't think there's anything wrong with being shitty. If you're always shitty, don't play the game and pretend you're not. Just be who you are. So it's, I guess you place a higher value on predictability and sincerity than on niceness versus shittiness. Right. Yeah, that's fair. You know, if somebody's shitty, then, you know, I know how to act around them and whatever. They're, if they're pretty shitty people, then I know I can say shit and they're not going to take offense because that's just the way they are, too. Well, I guess, like, it's like, we, like, cause we're both, like, really, we, we enjoy driving. We're car guys. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, oh, oh. <gasps> But, I mean, I can handle somebody who's a fucking shitty driver, like, that. that's also uh, on the road with me. Mm-hmm. If they're a predictably shitty driver, then I can just sort of maneuver my way around them or make allowances. Or it's like, you know, a case of, okay, do whatever the fuck you want to do. Just do it behind me. I'm just going to pass you real quick and watch your stupidity in my rear view. Right. But if you're, like... Um, For the un- little bit of time they're in your rear view. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> But, I mean, if you're unpredictable on the road and you're driving like a dick bag, and I don't know whether it's safe to pass you and get you in my review. Oh, yeah. That sort of shit makes me crazy, and I guess... That's where I get road rage. Oh, my God. Yeah, but I guess, like, we're sort of, like, in an off-the-road kind of setting, sort of getting rage in its own way for similar kind of reasons. Mm-hmm. Right? These people, they're not giving us anything that we can anticipate. It just, like... They're okay, 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 and then out of the blue, like, where did this fucking cunt come from? Right. You know, in or in in off-the-road stuff, but similar. When you're driving down the highway, let's say, and the person in the fast lane is going the exact same speed as the person in the slow lane, and you're stuck. Hmm. Oh, my God. So when somebody in real life is, you know, acting all nice and everything else, and then you got two people who are putting on this false shit, and you can tell it's bullshit. You're having a conversation with somebody you haven't seen for a couple months, and they're like a husband and wife couple, and they're giving you the same speed of bullshit that you know and you see all the fucking time, and you're yeah. stuck there talking to them. You can't think of a proper way to say, you know what? Uh, excuse me, fuck off, go away, goodbye. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and um, I want to just uh, take a moment to apologize for being that guy in the left lane who matches speed with the guy in the right lane because fuck everybody behind me. It's not always intentional. <laughs> well, then you shouldn't drive drunk. <laughs> well, I'm not drunk. I'm texting. And I'm usually sober. I know, because I'm the person you're texting to. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I'd say like you're, you're right about at least half of the population with their like erratic, unpredictable, irrational, shitty fucking ways. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually a name for people like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Two-Faced? No. Oh. It, it's actually, I, I was reading in a psychology textbook, and I, I found this fascinating because the the correct psychological term for person who exhibits those characteristics is, is one that you probably hear on a fairly frequent basis, but you don't realize that it actually works in this context. Woman. <laughs> <laughs> Now, yeah, but there are women with testicles and without, so we have to, we can't really differentiate there. Hmm. Because I've met some pretty feminine males who who claim to be males. I'm not, you know, picking on anybody. Who's well, that, that, that's why I say at least half of the population. Yeah. And then there's those definite, look, I'm a man, 
when my wife's not around, and then when the wife is around, his testicles are in her purse. <laughs> have you met Dustin? <laughs> no, but I feel like I have. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dustbag, thinking about you. <laughs> yeah, I've heard you're real manly. <laughs> What the fuck were we talking about? People being shitty. Okay. Um, and that's how we got to Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your take on those kind of people when you're sitting and fucking, you know, you know a couple of people and you're sitting there and you know they're obviously full of shit and just trying to blow smoke up your ass being total idiots. How do you deal with that kind of situation? Um, in short, I don't. It just, it, it's one of those things, it sets me off on such a big level. And it probably shouldn't, because, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, what the fuck is it to me if somebody wants to be full of shit? Mm -hmm. But instead of sitting there and trying to put on a game face and be sort of, like, hypocritical myself by just pretending that there's any validity to this fucking steady stream of verbal diarrhea, I will either just get up and walk away mm -hmm. or I will mentally check out of the conversation. Right. You know, and, and though I agree with you, most of the time I would just say, you know what, fuck you. I don't want to listen to you and I'll go away. But the reason I'm bringing this up is because it happened to me the other day in Walmart. I saw two female friends. They happen to be women. So your analogy actually fit. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsie. But uh, they're a, a mother and daughter pair. Sexy. And no, no, <laughs> no. Kind of fun. Um, I'd still do them, but yeah, they're not sexy at all. Um, <laughs> I know 90% of the time I just nod and walk by because I really don't like talking to them, but they try to genuinely be nice people, but they're so full of shit. They feed off of each other's shit, and then they tell you their problem, and they start cutting each other off, and it oh oh me fucking God. nuts. But this one time I happened to say, hey, how you doing? And I started the conversation. Idiots. So then they came over and oh hey blah 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 and they started with their bullshit and I thought oh my god as soon and and it did wasn't like into the conversation as soon as they started walking towards me I thought why didn't you just fucking nod you idiot <laughs> but then they started walking up to me because I initiated the conversation it would have been extra shitty like over the shittiness I usually carry by just walking away from people hmm. to start the conversation they say two words and I walk away. <laughs> You know, my, my, my sister, she sort of roped herself into one of those shitty exchanges once. I think it was also at Walmart. Mm -hmm. seems to be a great place for that sort of nonsense. Yeah. But she was really regretting having engaged this uh, acquaintance of hers. It was one of those, like, hello. Oh, fuck, what have I just done? Mm -hmm. So I asked her, like, well, how did you get out of the situation? Because she's usually pretty, like, creative with getting the fuck out of shitty situations. And tell people they have fat feet, yeah. <laughs> no, wrong sister. Oh, okay. No. She just looked at her wrist as though there was a watch. There was none, and said, "Oh fuck!" And then walked briskly away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta remember that. Oh hell yeah, I gotta remember that. It's <laughs> gonna be awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know like what the what the right answer is as far as dealing with people like that, like mm -hmm. people that are dramatic assholes i mean like i said i just like i can't personally deal with it and because everybody knows it's a well-established fact for anybody who knows me at all that i i deal with anxiety issues i get panic attacks 
So if I just abruptly get up and walk away from a situation, mm-hmm. 99% of people don't question it and don't take offense. And do I abuse the privilege? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, 100% yes. And whatever. I don't really <laughs> give a fuck. Nobody listens to the show anyways. <laughs> but I mean, like, there, there's other kinds of bullshit. Like, people that are just, like, um, I think they're shitty in different ways. It's like they, they abuse you in the sense that they spin these tall tales and tell you, like, just uh, obvious fucking bullshit, right? right? And it's like, Okay, you're going to treat me like you think I'm a complete fucking idiot by telling me something that I could not possibly believe while expecting me to prostitute myself emotionally by like hanging on your every word like, oh, that's really cool. Good for you, man. When really you're thinking, fuck you. <laughs> you fucking moron. So I, I had this friend years ago, Julia. Everybody called her fiddle face because <laughs> um, her face was sort of shaped like the body of a violin. Oh, okay, fair enough. Unfortunate-looking girl. I thought it was because everybody kept stroking their bow across her face. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. But um, how she'd deal with people like that is she would just say, actually, I don't believe you. And then she would just physically get up and walk away. And see, if somebody did that to me, I'd have no problem with that. It's honest, if nothing else. Because they're being 100% honest, and they don't give a shit, and they're letting me know. And you know what? I'm not wasting my time. Well, there's no pretense with a person who's that much of a dick, right? right? Which I think comes back to what you were saying earlier. Like, just yeah. be whatever the fuck you are, I guess. Right. You know, I don't have a propensity to bullshit because I don't need to. But if somebody chooses not to believe what I'm saying, and they're honest about it, I'm not going to hold that against them. And I'm definitely not going to run after them and say, oh, but, 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 no. Okay. Well, well I mean, if you me yourself are cool. full of shit, you know to work on your story and fill in the gaps in it for the next telling of it. Fair enough. And if you know you're telling the truth, well, then you don't feel like you got anything to prove. It's like, well, okay, well, it actually happened, so fuck you. Right. Either way, you move on. Mm-hmm. And we have had some pretty fucking incredible shit happen to us. <laughs> Holy shit, together and apart. Holy fuck, yeah. <laughs> like that uh, ladder incident? Yeah. I told somebody that the other day at Tim Hortons. They told me that's full shit. Okay. Nobody does that. It's your instinct to run away. No, well, that's your instinct, not mine. You might be a fucking <laughs> piece of shit, but not everybody is. Yeah. But I mean, as, as far as dealing with, um, with dealing with like these kinds of shitty situations or shitty people, um, I I don't I don't know if there is like a cookie cutter right way to deal with it. I feel like most of the time when I'm dealing with this sort of shit or trying to decide how to deal with it, I'm trying to pick the best of the wrong approaches. Fair enough. Well, I know all my approaches are wrong, so I'm trying to get some feedback on. Bettering myself, because as we talked about last show, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to do things to try to better ourselves, right? Fair enough. Or two shows ago, whenever that was. I don't remember. It seemed like it was fucking months ago. <laughs> it was. Um, Let's just pretend that it was only two weeks ago. Okay, And fair fuck you guys for questioning our <laughs> obvious lies. There you go. <clears throat> but, yeah, why don't you guys send us some emails and such, and let us know what kind of shitty situations you've run into, and what you've done to get out of them, or do you get out of them? <laughs> And if nothing else, send nudes. Always boob pics. I like boobs. Uh, ass if, shots, if, they, if it's a good ass. If anybody wants to understand how much I like boobs, Google a song called Show Them to Me. That sounds romantic. 
it's fucking awesome. And it's in this in the song. It even says, um, if you're a fat old man and you got titties of a D or something like that, don't ever worry. Still show them to me. Jesus, <laughs> it's fucking awesome. But I love titties. So yeah. Okay, if I can pull your face out of my cleavage for a moment, mm-hmm. and um, nice titties, by the way. <laughs> get back to your original question of like why are people so shitty like well that was also in the pretext of you know of faking that you're nice but then we find out you're shitty okay well do you think there's any other motivations maybe or other than stupidity no no but you know bettering ourselves and hanging in there and still giving the old royal try (laughs) yeah well like i guess like if, if we've missed anything that is obvious to you then yeah drop us a line find us on facebook uh email us contact information is all at the end of the show mm-hmm. and uh yeah anything to do with this topic or any other one being by all means right. sound off and and if you just want to let us know what you think of the different shows what was your favorite what one did you hate most yeah because if you look at our stats you'll know which one people listen to the most and which one people that can't don't. be everybody's favorite though even though it was ours well, it has the biggest numbers. Yeah. So, we finally got a suggestion from the audience. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> you wonder why we don't get any suggestions. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jack Black. You piece of shit. You bearded motherfucker who looks so super sexy on a ladder. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's like the only electrician in the world who's got plumber's butt. Yeah, absolutely. He's got like little wires coming out of his pants and shit. <laughs> Those aren't wires. Oh, that's what his wife said. <laughs> Ew. I'm sure his wife's a very nice guy. Or used to be. <laughs> All righty. So enough with the humor. Oh, actually, no, that's not true. We're probably going to joke around all through this. But anyways, very interesting topic that he brought up because we're always talking about, you know, how we deal with, you know, people who take offense and misappropriation of the language. But he made a very good point. Well, yeah, and he, I think he was he was talking also about um, how we resolve conflict as a result of miscommunications. Right, but how we resolve conflict, even if it's not a miscommunication if somebody's deliberately being shitty how like do you shitty resolve? shitty or if they just hit you with an uncomfortable truth um an uncomfortable truth kind of like shitty shitty bang bang nothing <laughs> too serious but kind of funny but kind of pissing off kind of pissing you off too okay so it's a case i say something that leaves room for you to be justifiably offended but you're not justifiably offended because of a misunderstanding of what i'm saying you're offended because you are exa- understanding exactly what i'm trying to say yeah, I'm under. I'm I'm getting pissy because you're being honest, and I don't like the how it how shitty it sounds. Whether you intend to be shitty or not is irrelevant. You're just being honest, and how I interpret that is up to me. And how how would we resolve something like that? Well, do you want to bat this around in like a theoretical way, or do you want to like each of us hit each other with an uncomfortable truth? Well, let's theorize on it for a little bit, and then we'll give our our absolute opinions. Okay. All right. Well, go ahead. <laughs> okay, well, 
I, I guess we beat it to death, like how to resolve conflicts when we misunderstand each other. And, you know, I, I think both of us with each other, we've grown quite a bit in our ability to sort of keep things on the level with each other. Um, learn how to ask follow-up questions if we feel that there is room for offense. Right. Um, but I, I don't know that you and I have really experienced, at least recently, um, a, a whole lot of uh, situations where the intended meaning is coming across clearly and one of us gets upset because we've become very well practiced at steering conversations with each other away from that sort of thing. Right. So, and well, in, even if like there has been times when you've said things and I've been a little bit pissy or I said something, you got a little bit pissy out of it because we were being honest, but it was misconstrued by the other person. Yeah. And, right. and I think like with a, a normal um, disagreement or misunderstanding, I mean, both parties will make efforts to clear up the communication. I mean, the person who is receiving the words might ask some follow-up questions and say, well, did you mean this? Uh-huh. Or and, why the hell are you saying this? Yeah, and the person who's making the comments could say, well, let me try approaching it from a different angle because I don't think that you're you're getting things properly. So, I right. mean, in a, in a normal sort of like that kind of conflict, it becomes very important to clarify meaning. Like, I, I'm almost wondering if when the meaning isn't in question, right? So if, what if, what if, if out... drilling into the intent that it becomes sort of more the focus? Okay, so what if you're out having coffee, and somebody that's not me comes up to you and says, "You know, I've realized lately you got a pretty fucking shitty attitude, and I really don't care for it." Kind of aggressive, but being honest, you know, and you know he's being honest. So this is like an acquaintance kind of person, right? You know, realistically, like, how would you resolve that? I would basically figure, fuck you, and move on. I wouldn't necessarily give it a second thought. I mean, not not in the moment anyways. I might mm-hmm. later revisit it in my mind, but in the moment, my defenses would be up, and I just think, you know what, fuck you. Where do you get off approaching me on this level? We don't have that kind of relationship. Right. Okay, so you guys are in a position where you're out together, mm-hmm. and he says this to you. It's not like you can just walk out because he's standing right in front of you where you're sitting at your table kind of thing. Well, I mean, like you said a couple minutes ago, I, I think the... the once the original fuck you is out of the way, right. I, I think the, like, where the fuck is this coming from would be the next knee-jerk question for me. Oh, yeah, that's true. Pro- probably the first productive question, anyways. <laughs> yep. Like, I, I, I don't know. It, it's not that this has never happened. It's just, it when it does come up, it's usually not just an out-of-the-blue thing, like, hey, man, I think blah, 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 blah. It's usually somebody's already aggravated with me, and they're just sort of like lobbing mud balls in my direction trying to get a rise. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I'll I'll go one of two ways. Either I will give them a rise, but I will escalate it so far beyond what they were hoping for that they just leave me the fuck alone, or I just won't react, period. Mm -hmm. And that, uh, my silence would be the fuck you. Yeah, fair enough. Like, I don't know, would you handle that any different in this same kind of scenario? Um, if somebody came up to me ignorantly like that, I would, well, I'd give them one or two options. I'd, you know, okay, were you looking at doing something about it and we can turn this into something? Like, oh, happily. Or were you just telling me and going away? (laughs) I want to know which one you were looking for first. I'm not going to give you a reaction. I'm not going to assume you want a kind of reaction. 
I'm going to let you choose what reaction you want. <laughs> choose wisely, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> my, my guess is if somebody's approaching you on that level, your reaction is not going to be one they want, even if they think that's what they want. Mm, fair enough. No, I've had it. I've had it. I've had a couple run-ins with people about that and you know, just being ignorant and, you know, gossip bullshit as we've both done, which they think in their version is true. It's not, but, you know, those are the kind of situations where you, are you seriously, you feel that way? Oh yeah, this is how I feel, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Well, you know what? <laughs> if you're okay sitting in that, then fucking here's a spoon. <laughs> Go stir. Because <laughs> I'm not sitting in that fucking bio with you. Go on, have fun. Okay, so to escalate this a little bit, say this isn't just an acquaintance, say this is, um, I don't want to say significant other because that just never ends well anyways, mm-hmm. <laughs> but say, say it's one of your inner circle, you know, like one of your close friends. Maybe. One of the five people I know. <laughs> well, if, if, well you're, if your inner circle is five people, you got a lot more of it than me. It depends who in my inner circle it is. Okay. Okay. I have a friend who's with somebody right now that I really don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, she's in my inner circle, but, you know, guilty by association, so is he. If he says something to me I don't like, my reaction's going to be a lot different than if she says something. If it's the person I'm thinking of, I would fucking hook him out for saying something pleasant. (laughs) Well, but I don't want to hurt her. Yeah. That's where my dilemma is. So out of respect for her, you know, he's still able to walk. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. So I guess it's really like a case-by-case thing. Right. Okay, so if we're looking for like something accurate, I guess we're just going to have to go for the obvious. Like, what if I come and hit you with something like that? If you come and hit me with that, like with something like that, then I just ask what the fuck your problem is. <laughs> the fuck's up your ass? And if you're still steamed after afterwards, I'll, yeah, okay, whatever. You go deal with your shit and come back to me when you calm down. <laughs> okay, well... I know, I, I, I have a hard time trying to, like, imagine my way through this scenario because, I mean, like, experience with assholes, you know, mm-hmm. like, acquaintance-type assholes or people where we have reason to uh, maybe put the brakes on ourselves a little bit. Right. You know, like, you're dealing with, you know, a friend of a friend who, like you say, guilty by association kind of thing. I mean, there, there are reasons why we might want to not let people enjoy the full experience of either one of us. Right. Okay. Hey, I got an idea. Let's do this. Okay. So bear with me just for a second. Sorry to cut you off, but I just thought of a way to run down a whole bunch of different scenarios inside of like a minute. Okay. Okay. So if an old lady comes up to me, she's okay. in a bit of a pissy mood and she says something really ugly to me. Mm-hmm. I think, wow, that's a feisty old broad. <laughs> Let her go on her way. Fair enough. If a younger woman who's kind of ignorant and makes some kind of comment about, why are you standing in the fucking door? Really ignorantly or something. You're like not that. hot enough to be that much of a cunt. Exactly. Sorry. <laughs> You're not hot enough to be that ignorant, so shut the fuck up. If some roid fucking monkey comes up to me because he's all boisterous and he's into that machoism bullshit and pumps Pistol his chest. with his own cock. Fuck him. I wouldn't touch that fucking <laughs> Take me too long to find it. <laughs> the steroids. <remember? laughs> um, and just for you know... Because that, that noise was me pushing my fingers together because it's so small. I thought, so that's um, not the sound that his penis makes? No, that's that's the sound of a zipper. Okay. <laughs> Three teeth if, long. If, yeah. <laughs> and it fits in one of the holes um, <laughs> where her tooth is missing. So um, much for summing this up in a minute or less. If 
some guy doesn't realize he's being ignorant and just looks like he's kind of a doofus, but you can tell he's trying to be nice, but he does not know how to speak English properly or, or he doesn't know how to use, use the English language properly. Okay. A lot of time I'll just let that go and say, you know what, like, fuck, dude, think about what you say before you say it and get away from me. <laughs> if it's certain family members, I say, fuck you too. If it's other family members, I say, you know what, you should chill the fuck out. Seven examples. Okay, well, I, I can't say I can disagree with any of those. Fair enough. Is there anything you do different than any of them? No, not really. Because, I mean, like, when when I'm trying to decide how to react to bullshit that's coming from another person, mm -hmm. shittiness, right. I usually just look at the person and there's, like, different ways in which I size them up, right? There's, like, like you say, the example you used of the old lady. I think, okay, well, I'm sizing her up. She's old. She's frail. She probably grew up in a different time probably from her perspective isn't shittiness this is just the way life is lived right if it's some guy who's all jacked up on roids i would size him up and think okay you've got something to prove you think you're a tough guy you didn't get taken seriously mommy didn't love you enough so you decided to get big and burly and now everybody's gonna fucking listen and no motherfucker i will not you do not impress me mm -hmm. if it's some rich guy you know what? Your money doesn't fucking impress you, and it doesn't buy you the safety to say what you want in a consequence-free atmosphere. I will hook you the fuck out. See, if it's, I, I do a little bit different. Than that. If I'm, I'm very greedy. If if he's willing to put enough money in my hand, then I'll let him walk away. The chances are, though, he just wants to push his weight around with the money, but doesn't actually plan on sharing it. So fuck him. Yep. But like you say, I mean, if it looks like the guy's got sort of like loose purse strings, yeah, I'll probably eat a little bit of crow. Mm -hmm. Um, younger woman. Maybe this is going to make me sound... Actually, no. This is certainly going to make me sound shallow and shitty. If it's an ugly woman, <laughs> I will not take any shit. If she is hot as fuck, there is very little she's going to say to offend me. And uh, that's just that. Um, if it's a young kid, kids under a certain age, they don't really have the same pretense that adults do. So if a kid says something that comes off as shitty... They're usually just making a casual observation. There's no, like, shittiness behind it. That's just, they call it like they see it, and they don't always see it in a fluffy, kind-hearted way. Right. But if a teenager does it trying to act all fucking tough and cool and shit, I'll fucking put him in his place. I won't necessarily beat him up, but I'll scare the living shit out of him. Oh, sure. Oh, hell yeah. But, I mean, like, if I'm dealing with somebody, like, the only two only two adults in my life where I think this might have any real sting for me mm -hmm. would be is if my wife were to say something like hit mm -hmm. me with an uncomfortable truth, or if you did, okay, nobody else matters I, enough. That, that's just the reality of it. Nobody else really matters enough. If they get a big reaction is just me being dramatic for the sake of theater. Mm -hmm. It's not because you actually fucking matter to me on any level. Cause fuck you. At the same time, like, just like when you got a mosquito buzzing around, you fucking swat it, you right. smash it, you don't want it buzzing around, it's aggravating. These people are aggravating, but they're not meaningful. Right. Fair enough. So, I mean, if I'm going to think of, like, real examples that, that might matter, I'm forced back into the imagination game of pretending I'm dealing with either you or my wife, and my wife being my wife, I guess, like, every wife in a, in a way as relates to her significant other, they're not always the most rational. It's usually a little bit more emotionally charged, even at the best of times. Right. 
So it's a little bit easier for me to disregard a lot of the shittiness that comes across because I just chalk it up to like it being that time of month or, you know, it's probably something I said six months ago that's just been sitting in her craw and she's just like <laughs> spitting out unrelated shit trying to get a rise out of me as some sort of punitive measure. Right. If it's something that comes from you because you don't have a history of like drama and theatrics and passive aggression, it will have a lot more sting if it's an uncomfortable truth. Because if you see something in me that I maybe I'm aware of and it bothers me you're pointing it out, it bothers me not so much that you're exposing the truth. It bothers me that you've noticed it and that something that is part of my regular routine is bothersome enough to you where you will risk pissing me off or hurting my feelings to bring it to the light of day. Right. So I don't know that it's necessarily like, um, it's not like it's, uh, what's the opposite of constructive criticism? <laughs> it's not destructive criticism. Like you're not saying it. <laughs> yeah, it's not just a criticism. Yeah, you're, you're not saying it necessarily to hurt. You're just saying it because it's like, okay. It's the truth and you need to hear it. Yeah. Whether or not you're already aware of it, you need to know that somebody else is aware of it too and that it is a problem. Right. Or maybe it's not a problem. Maybe it's just the case of like, we spend too much time together and these little fucking things about you are really starting to fucking grind <laughs> me. Which we have done in the past. Yeah. Well, sure. So... Yeah, that's my take on it. I don't know if you had anything to add to it. Um, if my significant other does it, <laughs> yeah, we handle things a little bit differently. <laughs> oh, that's right. You got like three flights of stairs in your house. <laughs> <laughs> um, if my significant other does it, I, I just put it back on her. I don't pull any punches. I don't play games. I don't, well, then, you know, I'll put it back on her the exact same way she put it on me and said, when, when you're ready to bring it to me in a fucking polite manner. Then we'll fucking discuss it. Before that, it's just a fucking problem. Right. If there's any kind of shittiness towards it. If she brings it up and, you know, it's, you know, honey, listen, I'm, um, something's bothering me. I want to talk to you about it. She's nice about it, that kind of stuff. Well, then I have no problem with that. And I'll discuss it to death until it's fixed. Not a problem. If there's any kind of shittiness behind it, a shitty truth, I, yeah, I'll throw it right back at her and... Yeah, take the fucking bass out of your voice before you talk to me, cunt. Absolutely. I absolutely will. Um, if it's you... Hmm. Let me think. Have we ever done that? <laughs> Ours is a little bit of a more complicated marriage, I think. Yeah. Um. It's. It's. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but I guess a bit more committed. I guess. <laughs> well, seriously, because we've been in it for we've been into us longer than either of us have been with our significant other. So. Yeah, that's true. The truth is, we've been through. You've been through at least four of my girlfriends and an eight-year stint of me being single. I've been through your two wives and girlfriends. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we've got a lot of history. So our marriage is a lot longer than I ever thought I would fucking be married. <laughs> Considering just, I never wanted to be married. And, and, and despite our best efforts, we just can't seem to get divorced. <laughs> That's right. And we both have tried. Absolutely. We both have tried. Um, Which is probably why we've learned to communicate a little bit better is because we're fucking stuck in this shit one way or the other together. We may as well make the best of it. Yeah, it's weird how that's happened. But yeah, that is what's happened. Um, but when you and I, if you bring something to me, I, you can't bring something to me. First of all, that will offend me because I can't take offense from you because you won't come to me with something that isn't constructive. Um, so anything that comes out of your mouth with concern, like not just our idle conversations, mm -hmm. anything that comes at me from you with concern, I 
don't take any shittiness in it at all. I ears are open and okay, this is bugging you. Okay. And cause you don't come at me like a piece of shit and fuck you and blah, blah, blah. Fucking did it. Condescending and shit. You bring it up. You say, okay, this is where it is. I'm just letting you know, because this is where I'm coming from. And here it is. Blah, blah, blah. So with that, I just, okay. Um, huh. well, I guess I really stepped in it. Okay. So what do you think I can do? Like, I didn't see that. And evidently you're right. Like, you know, I can think of a couple incidents where you were right. So what do I do? How, how should, if I can't, if I don't know an immediate resolution, I'll look at you and I'll say, well, what do I do? And then work on an issue from, work out a solution from that. This is the problem is we're just not uh, shitty enough with each other. No, we don't need to be. Because okay, we're well, real enough with each other. Well, let, let's, let's try a little exercise here. Because we know each other, I think, better than anybody else knows us. Okay. Um... I can probably think of one example of something that's not constructive mm-hmm. that I've noticed about you that under certain circumstances, I find annoying. Not all, right. all across the board, but if all of the planets are aligned just so, and I'm in a situation with you and, and when or if this comes up. And this just has to do with me, no outside. Right. Okay. This, this is just like me observing something in you. Okay, lay it that, on me. That, that, that picks at me. All right. So... I'm thinking you could probably come up with something to reciprocate. I know I'm not easy to be around all the time, so like, and pettiness is completely allowed in this exercise. Okay, if I think of something, I will definitely put it up. Okay, here goes. And so, audience, just so you know, no rehearsal, straight out there, this is the straight goods for you guys. This is an experiment, yeah, just to see like how both sides of the conversation are handled. All we decided was this was going to be a topic. We didn't talk about how it was going to be laid out. We didn't talk about what was going to be laid out. We said this is what we're going to talk about because this fan said this, so this is what we're doing. And so it's authentic for you 120%. (laughs) All right, so before you start, fuck you. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) So it's good to get that out of the way first with me because you know it's going to be deserved no matter what I say. (laughs) Okay, so what is it? You overcomplicate everything okay you've got an aggravating habit of taking something simple and straightforward and finding the most complicated over-the-top ridiculous approach or solution to it and it picks my ass all right so do you mean like when i'm explaining something or do you mean like okay let me let me give you an example all right okay so you've got a a classic car okay which you you like i love you love Okay, so you wanted to get a new stereo for your car. Did you get a new stereo that just fits into the existing stereo hole in the dash? Or did you get something that was a little bit more exciting, a little bit more complicated? And did you start thinking about like different places you could mount it that would look really cool? I got a stereo that fits right in my hole. <laughs> right in your hole. <laughs> No, but you were talking about like mounting it behind the the, the dash vents or or some. That was the CB. Okay, so <laughs> the stereo fits right in the. Let, let, the let, let's vent. change stereo for radio. Okay. So you got the CB radio, and you wanted instead of just mounting it with a bracket under the dash, or whatever you wanted to mount it behind your your ventilation vents or whatever the fuck in the dash. Right. So, like I said, this isn't constructive. Uh-huh. Just personally irritating. Okay, for... I don't find that shitty at all. I'm yeah, all I'm, right. I am that way, and I'm okay with it. 
<laughs> this is going to be a bad experiment because neither one of us really gives a fuck. Well, We're unapologetic about how we are. I, I like my things a certain way, and yeah, if I have to complicate it a little bit to make it look the way I want it to look, that's cool. Okay. Yeah, because I wanted to cut the vent a little bit and have the face of the of the CB sticking out. Okay. Because I've got like a fucking 24-inch fucking vent there. Yeah. Okay. And the uh, specs for this CB installation plan will be available at a later date at <laughs> www.missionary.pod. And I will put pictures on our page when what whatever year I decide to do it. <laughs> hey, you know how I'm always busting your balls about getting the email address wrong? Mm-hmm. I just got the, the website wrong. And I just went right over it. www.missionarypod.com. <laughs> 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 That's right, isn't it? You don't know either. <laughs> Find us on Facebook. Yep. <laughs> For now. Yeah. We are in the process of putting together something so we have an individual website and links and all that kind of shit. So that's going to be really cool. And by in the process of, he means procrastinating. <laughs> At least that's how I'm approaching my end. <laughs> okay. So we're like halfway through this experiment, and that was a big fucking disappointing flop on the ground. <laughs> Let's see if you can do better than I did. Okay, here's something that picks my ass. Absolutely picks my ass because you consistently do it. Okay. So, Tuesdays and Thursday nights, you come here. Mm-hmm. As you know, most nights, we expect you for dinner. Because supposedly you're supposed to be here most nights. Mm-hmm. Very rarely do you show up. And you don't even text to say, hey, I'm not going to be there. Hey. Um, I'm running late. Hey, I'm eating somebody else's house. <laughs> I know you're expecting me at six. It's now nine thirty. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I'm a little self-absorbed. <laughs> See, like a normal decent person would apologize for an obvious social indiscretion and just a lack of consideration. Well, if it was me, I wouldn't. I would but just... what you get from me is <laughs> smirks laughter. <laughs> if it was me being late, I would say, yeah, fuck, that's really fucking inconsiderate. Holy shit, you do all this nice stuff for me and I can't even fucking call and let you know I'm not going to be there. You know okay, what the you worst what? thing is? I'll make plans to fucking text you and let you know. Every single time I think, hey, I should probably call Jay and then my next thought is fuck him and then I just move <laughs> on with whatever I'm doing. <laughs> Actually, when, when I go over to... Uh, M's house once in a while, I'll actually tell her, like, oh, I should probably let Jay know that I'm not going to be there for dinner, and then <laughs> I just laugh and don't. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, so much for being petty and <laughs> shitty with each other. <laughs> there we go. <clears throat> so there you have it, folks. Like, learn to fucking laugh. Like, who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. Yep. And you know what? Like, though we both laugh about it and everything else subconsciously we will both do a little bit to try to make it a little bit easier for the other. That's just what happens because we've been married for so fucking long. (laughs) That's subconsciously what we just do. This never ending sexless relationship. It's really a perfect model of marriage. If you think about it. It so is. Yeah. It's perfect. Like 1950s fucking marriage. Once in a while you bring dinner home once in a while I cook dinner and we never sleep together. (laughs) Except for once a month when we push the beds together. Or I kiss you on the forehead. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, very cool. Hey, you were like, you got somebody in your life that like 
they, they matter to you, right? And you see them doing something that is, from your perspective, not in their best interests, right? Like maybe you've got like a, a friend and they have a romantic interest. And you know, the person's bad for them kind of thing. Yeah, but it, it's like, I don't know. You almost feel like, okay, well, am I being a shitty friend if I if I point out the fact that this person is bad for them, or am I being a shitty friend if I don't point it out? Hmm. Yeah, a bit of a conundrum. Yeah, and, and it's one of those things that I know I I struggle with sometimes because it's like there, there's somebody in my life who's very close to me who's got a romantic interest who is a complete and utter douche canoe waste of skin waste of skin um self-absorbed to the point of it being actually harmful to my friend right um and it's one of those things that, that i struggle with all the time it's like i started off for the longest time, i was like okay i'm just gonna be supportive of my friend and the truth will come out in the end right mm-hmm but I see the situation just, it, it keeps on getting progressively more serious as far as their entanglement with each other. Right. And the more serious the situation gets, the more compelled I feel uh, as a friend to say, hey, look, like, have you considered this or that? But, it, like, is there is there a point where, like, you've said too much and just need to shut the fuck up and let people make their own mistakes or like do you owe it to a friend to um keep on pointing pointing out their shitty decisions i guess um okay i i in my personal opinion i think it's as a friend it's an obligation to make sure the person understands clearly how shitty this situation is from an outside in perspective okay okay but doing it more than a couple times i think just becomes petty only because yeah i already told you and you already know now so you know i've made sure you've heard, you know it like three or four times now so i'm going to step back and only now deal with issues that bother me okay yeah, because I was wondering, because, you know, like, I, I try to approach a situation, and, and really my intent is to be supportive, right? Mm-hmm. And not supportive necessarily in the sense of, okay, well, it's your decision, and I support it, but be supportive in the sense that I care enough about you to try to support your well-being mm-hmm. by uh, maybe coming off as being shitty. But, at, at, but at in this, the end, you have to look at it as, you know what? I'm going to still be your friend and I'm still going to support you as your friend, but I'm, I'm, you have to understand that I'm not agreeing with this situation. I'm only supporting you because you're my friend and I will be there for you, not in capacity of supporting the relationship. Yeah. Cause I wonder sometimes too, like, and is there maybe more to the situation, right? Cause I mean, I'm obviously, I'm not there 24 seven. I'm not privy to all of the information. So maybe right. my assessment is inaccurate, potentially. I mean, not in the specific situation that you and I are thinking about, but I'm just like in a general sense. Mm-hmm. Is that like I guess it's a question that we sort of have to like consider, I, if nothing else. Um, in a 
incident by incident scenario. Yeah, each each scenario carries its own weight, I guess, and presents itself in its own way. So everyone, I think, has to be looked at as an individual incident. You can't say, well, I got five incidences that look like this. What do I do? Hmm. Each one has to be looked at and characterized for what it is. No, so you're saying, like, just don't keep on, like, grinding the point home like you said your piece and now it's just time to step back and just and but maybe you know i don't i don't disagree with you know it's been a while now so you know now i'm just going to concrete it make sure you understand what my point is yeah like a not saying this to be hurtful or shitty or petty or like come off as jealous or anything like that and i know you've probably heard it before but this is my standing and i need you to understand that this is where my problem is I know you've probably heard it before, but I have to reiterate it just once because I need to make sure that you understand because I don't want to come off as shitty. It's, it's one of those things that, like, cause when it, like, when it comes up, I mean, sometimes it's just a case of maybe it's not somebody who's, like, super, super close to you, but it's somebody who you enjoyed hanging out with. Like, maybe you got a buddy and, you know, go tip a couple of beers every couple of months or whatever. Mm-hmm. We hang out, we yuck it up a little bit, and it's fun. And then they get a significant other, whether it be male or female. Yeah. And you just can't stand that person. Oh, Jesus. And so, like, you pull back, mm-hmm. right? I have a few friends like that. Yeah. I, I, I'm i sure I've been that friend to people over the years. You mm-hmm. know, like, I mean, the people you choose to be with aren't always the people that your friends choose to be with, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, that's 100%. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I just I feel like... Well, also, you got to remember, okay, look at look at what I became... In one of my past relationships. Yeah. And how hard I was to be around. Fair enough. I didn't see it. But for some reason, I became such a delusional fuckwad. Hmm. And where did it come from? I don't know. I wasn't like that before. You weren't like that after. Right. You know, but I'm also one of those circumstances where I became, I was that person nobody wanted to be around. Yeah, I guess I'm not... Most of my approaches, I try to draw from my own experiences and the things I've learned from being on the receiving ends of certain things. Mm-hmm. You know, like being mistreated as a kid obviously motivates me to not mistreat my kids. And likewise, you know, like the, the dealings I've had with friends is is the way I inform my decisions on how to approach my friends moving forward. But this isn't the situation where I've really got much much meaningful experience anyways to draw from because mm-hmm. the couple of times where I've been with somebody who my friends couldn't fucking stand it was just a case well she's a cunt left it at that there was no actual insight given just a case of we like it's either her or us kind of thing and you know you're always going to choose getting your dick wet over hanging out with your idiot friends right <laughs> <laughs> or at least we hope yeah <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Maybe this is just one of those shitty situations where, like you say, it's case by case, and mm-hmm. maybe we're just picking the best of the options that don't necessarily completely work for well, us. Well, man, maybe we should put into practice what we preach about, you know, try to look at the best part. Yeah, that's fair. I guess we can't always just be giving advice. Maybe we should take our own once in a while. Yeah. You know, and if the best part of one of those kind of situations is the other person, well, then that's where you focus, right? You ignore one and focus on the other. Yeah, I guess, you know, can't always worry about, like, how people treat our friends. We just have to look at the fact that, okay, well, this is the choice they've made. I, I'm not controlling them. Mm-hmm. The significant other does something shitty to me. I'll fucking hook them out. Mm-hmm. And then, 
that at least is focusing on my business, right? Right. It's not focusing on hers. Yeah, fair enough. All right, well, I think that's going to just about wrap it up for episode 12. Um, just wanted to touch on a couple of things here. One is we realized that we were quite delinquent in coming out with this episode, and at the time of recording, we're still not completely certain of what the release date is going to be. We're hoping it's going to be on a uh, Sunday, as we have tried to be doing. Mm-hmm. I'm not if if the episode is ready for the Sunday, then cool. We'll put it up on that day. If not, we'll release it as soon as it's done, rather than waiting for the next available Sunday. Because you know you guys need your fix of us. <laughs> well, and and in, in in the same token, like people understand that you know we're not getting paid to do this. No, it's not like we're making any money out of it, and we have to take care of real life. Yeah, and so. We're, we're coming into the summer months and like, I think both of us, this is a busy time of year for us. Mm-hmm. So if occasionally there is an episode that doesn't come out when you're expecting it, just be patient. One is coming. We haven't given up on this project. We right. enjoy doing it. We enjoy talking to you guys. And we won't give up on this project. No, we're too no. fucking stubborn for that. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. We'll wait for the fucking money, you cheap wads. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd like to make a couple shout outs. A couple people really like stuff on our page, like Samuel Paul, Kamal Brand, Ellie Abhamond, still liking stuff on our on our page. Kawaii, K Y A W Y E. <laughs> yeah, likes missionary podcasts, likes a couple of our things in there. Ardoko Saja, you know, still liking stuff. Just did it the other day again. You know, thank you guys so much for all your support. It's very cool to see some interaction on our page. People liking stuff that's being posted. Even going through and they're liking old stuff like yesterday. That is so cool. What I'm finding really cool is like just just listening to these names you're you're rattling off and also like when we look at the uh the the map to see where our listeners are coming from. Like you guys are truly an international audience, which is like it's really awe-inspiring for us to realize that the the bullshit that like we talk about, the conversations we have, that it's got such a broad appeal across all of the not-garbage continents. Mm-hmm. And by not-garbage, I mean, like, I don't know that we've got any listeners in Antarctica, but I'm pretty sure every other continent <laughs> is represented in our listenership. Yep. So thank you to our global audience. Yeah, this is so fantastic to see all this stuff. Hell, we got people in Russia. (laughs) (laughs) Russia, Dominica, in Australia, Japan, United Kingdom, uh, Newport, United Kingdom, uh, West Jordan, Utah. So that's, you're in the States. Um, Way up in Burnaby, Canada. Of course, Seattle, Washington, Salt Lake City, Utah, Chicago, Illinois, Japan, where else? Germany, Taiwan. <laughs> like, holy, holy crap. People are listening where these microphones are made. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Norway. Holy crap. I also want to give a shout out to the sweatshop child laborers who <laughs> created all of the equipment we are currently enjoying. And my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and my plumber's mail order wife. <laughs> Oh, maybe the sweatshop children laborers didn't produce that. No, she wasn't mail order. She was internet hookup. They might have licked the stamp. Yeah, with the pussy. 
But all joking aside, guys, thank you all so much for this widespread listenership. This is fantastic. You can't say pussy and then jump straight into widespread in all seriousness. Fuck yes, you. I just did it. Effectively. Yeah. <laughs> I retract my statement. <laughs> or insert your statement. No, I oh, think I'm going to pull out. <laughs> oh, that's a first. <laughs> awesome. Thank you guys so much. And we will see you in hopefully two weeks. Thank you for listening. This is and always will be a politically incorrect version of the Missionary Position Podcast. Mission Studios, the Missionary Position Podcast, their employees, or its entertainers are in no way culpable for anyone being butthurt, slighted, or in any way offended. If you as a human being cannot accept that something may sound like a close resemblance to your situation and not be totally about you in your little remnants of an existence, that is your issue. Send your opinions, hate mail, boob pics, full nudes, ideas, or questions in the form of an email to missionarypod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at missionarypod and like us on Facebook at Missionary Position Podcast. If you are so inclined to help this broadcast get better or just wish to help out, our Patreon account is patreon.com slash missionarypod. 